This is Matt. And this is Ed. And welcome to Geek Central. Nani? I'm 20 minutes late, but there's no way you're going to be mad at me. And how do you figure that? Because I brought you Japanese cheesecake. You went all the way across town to get cheesecake. Yep. To make up for being late because you went across town to get cheesecake. Is that crazy? Yeah, it kind of is. Well, whatever it is, it was over that fast. <clears throat> Just as fast as Mark's beating an invincible. Well, that's the problem. It wasn't fast at all. Well, it's probably fast for them. It's about yeah. For them. This is Dragon Ball Z logic. <laughs> oh yeah, because you know it took them three episodes to. Uh, it took them three episodes to blow up Namek, which no more than three episodes. Yeah, because they said Namek had like a minute, five but, minutes, five minutes. Yeah, okay, that's and, right. And it took like fifteen episodes. <laughs> But it's because they were all talking at the speed of light. I don't know, man. I guess when you're that fast, time moves differently. Even even your speech. Everything moves differently at that. Uh... It's, okay, if you all right, if you could move that fast, then why is Goku so stupid? Wouldn't he be smarter? Because his brain would move faster for his like reflexes. It's kind of like um, what's what's, what's the best way I say? It? It's kind of like a um. It's like what are you what are you applying those abilities to? Mm-hmm. Like if you're applying those abilities to train or something like that, you know, it makes sense that you know you're you're so strong or you have so much powers if you're applying your abilities that way. Right. But if you're not applying your abilities, you know, you know he of course he's not using it to his mental capacity. So uh, mm-hmm. I think that has like a lot to do with it. Like I think it's about uh, what are you what are you doing with the abilities that you have? Okay, and that explains why Gohan's so smart then, because <laughs> he's using his, his using that damn ability. Sure ain't using it to f- fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he damn sure ain't using it to fight. And Goku damn sure ain't using his abilities to learn nothing. No. Right. Hot take on Goku right now. Well, Goku's well. The, the the thing about Goku is is that in the American version, he made sense. You know, in the American version, he made sense. He's very he's very heroic. A lot of people say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in American versions, he's very heroic. But in Super, he's just dumb as a bag of bricks. Yeah, you know, really and is. I think that's why a lot of people. Well, that's not that's why I don't like Super. Um, it's because that's that's not the Goku I I grew up with, and I just don't like it. You know, I just don't like, you know. Super feels like fan fiction almost. Yeah, I just I just don't like that Goku. I just don't, I don't like him at all. I don't like how, you know, it's no way I can watch uh, the Saiyan Saga. There's no way I can watch uh, Dragon the Go- Ball Z. The Goku in the Saiyan Saga is not the same Goku that's in Goku, uh, the Goku Black Saga. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, fighting-wise, yeah. Yeah, I mean, fighting-wise, yeah, all this is straight. But if you look at anything else, like him actually talking, <laughs> yeah, him, him talking, you know, it's just not, um, it's not good. Well, it's even not, like whenever they went back and redubbed the uh, um, the Dragon Ball Z Kai mm-hmm. and stuff, uh, they 
were a little more faithful with the way they did the, uh, the adaptation and stuff like that and the dialogue, but they didn't make Goku that stupid still. Yeah, in the, the cosmos, he wasn't he wasn't that stupid, but in a super full on dummy. Yeah, full full on dummy. I mean, yeah. Do you, yeah. Are you saying that super should have never been made? No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> it's just it's like the thing about super is um, Toriyama didn't try to make a new Dragon Ball Z. He tried to make a new Dragon Ball. Yeah, oh, well, that's think... what super is. You know, he he tried to make a new Dragon Ball, not a new Dragon Ball Z. Which I, I kind of get. They should have just let it alone. Yeah, nobody needed Super because it's hard to... It's hard to... When a series goes that long and goes that far, it's hard to... You know, where the hell else are you going to go when you go to the moon? You've already fought all these world-ending threats. Yeah, you fought, you fought Vegeta and Frieza who were threats to Earth. Mm-hmm. Okay, get that. Then you fight Boo... You fight, uh, you know, you fight androids, Cell, who was a, a threat to Earth, with Cell being the ultimate threat to Earth, right? Right. Okay, with Cell going, I guess now you move into the universe. That's where you have, like, the Majins come in, like Majin Buu and Bibbidi and all that stuff. You build a universal threat. Okay, now you deal with the universal threat. Now we're stepping into the realm of gods. You know, it's, it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to make, make it make sense because, you know, where's, in terms of power scaling, where does Goku even go from here? Like, does he create his own universe? Like, I mean, what's the end game? I think if they were going to do anything, they should have just kind of kept with just doing movies. Yeah, I think the movies would have made sense. The movies would have still did big, been less work. But you know, somebody probably wrote Toriyama a check, and he's like, "Yeah, bro, I, hey, I got an idea to make 135 more episodes." So however long it was, if if anything, really, what they should have done was like instead of going back and retraining and. Redoing uh, Battle of Gods and the Resurrection F movies into, in yeah. the sagas, they should have just went straight into the Goku Black arc, mm-hmm. and then into the Tournament of Power arc. Tournament of Power could have been a movie. Could have been a long movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. O- OVA. That's what I'm saying. Well, okay, Goku Black could have been a movie actually. Mm-hmm. Could have been a movie, that. Could have yeah. been a good a good movie. Then it's, I think they should have made like a limited series for Tournament Arc. Mm-hmm. The tournament of power, make it like a like a twenty four episode arc. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, they didn't need to stretch it out the way they stretched it out. But. And then because they literally made it, it was like a forty five minute. the The thing was like forty five minutes long. They said the tournament was, and each episode was a minute, mm-hmm. and which was kind of dumb because it kind of went back to dynamic thing. <laughs> so like it was like going with a. Uh, Every episode is a minute, and it's because I, I remember the announcer was like, "Now there's only 44 minutes left of the arc of the tournament. Who will survive?" Yeah, it's not 44 minutes. You know, it's it's like a couple hours left. And it's like, and then later on, like in in the part, it's like 22 minutes left. Now that we're in the final 10 minutes, and you're like, "Okay, you're kind of stretching it." Like. You know, as an adult, you kind of realize that a minute is a lot longer than people think it is. Right. But, like, it's not that long. <laughs> Especially all the stuff that they were doing. Well, what would have made more sense was just have it, like, no no time limit. They, right. they, they didn't need to have a time limit. Like, what was the purpose of the time limit? Because it's supposed to have been whoever was eliminated was the, whoever didn't get eliminated was the victor. So, why have a time limit? Yeah. I don't know. 
I mean, stuff, these you know? these people like artificial have, stuff, man. I mean, like, okay, two two facts. Look at it this way: one, the gods and the uh, angels, and uh, is it Zeno? Yeah, Zeno. I can't remember. All of them, time is irrelevant in them. So, like, it don't matter how long that these people are fighting there. Okay, now you go into the mortals when they're actually fighting for their universe. Uh, you're you're fighting for your universe that's like on the line of being erased. I think you can spare as long as you want. Right. Yeah, you got time. You know, if you got time. I mean, if, if you, you got, can if, put all this stuff together, you know, like you said, yeah, if you can do all this, why is 30 minutes? But then again, they, they made those characters to be very whimsical and uh, playful. Yeah. And so, you know, I guess that's just uh, the theory behind they, it. It's kind of like they wanted to touch on, like, bringing all your, like, all the anime tropes that came after Dragon Ball Z and brought, bring it into Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Because you had, like, well, there was a few before, obviously, but, like, you had, like... Yeah, a lot before, actually. Uh, the Super super Girls. Like, the Super uh, the Transformation Saiyans, Girls. Yeah. Super Transformation Girls. Like, the Sailor Moon, like, thing. Uh, you had the... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that is right, yeah. You had, like, yeah. the anamorphic weird things going on <laughs> that one planet. You, you know, the thing about... The Sentai-like things mm-hmm. with the... What's his name? Jaren's, yeah. uh, oh, his uh, group, the Justice League, or whatever. basically like they're basically like Power Rangers, almost. yeah. Even though again, the Ginyu Force was like the first kind of version of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, in Super, even even if you look at Goku Black, nothing was really ever on the line. Like no. nothing, nothing was ever really at stake. Because with Resurrection F, they just you know Resur- Resurrection F was not the movie. I thought it was going to be because they toyed with Frieza the entire time. Yeah. They toyed with him the entire Even time. Even after he got that new power. Yeah. He wasn't really no big threat. Uh, Frieza's power scaling was stupid. Well, you know, I've never, he was like, well, I've never actually trained. And then he trains for a couple of months and gets a new form. Uh, that, that was stupid. Um, Which, weirdly enough, it, con- it retcons his um, original reasoning for having forms because in the original. Version he created forms to he created the lower forms. Yeah, because he was too powerful. He was too powerful to you know to sustain you know to to do that all the time. I guess it was too taxing, so he had to make those you know just so he could operate and move around. Mm-hmm. So he created forms from that. It was like reverse, and then because they changed the plot up in cooler and made it cooler was the opposite. Mm-hmm. He created forms to get stronger. Right. I don't know. That, race, that whole that whole freezes race makes no sense, man. Yeah, they, when you go they, into the actual idea of their forms, it makes yeah, no sense. It just they it's a lot of things they didn't do right. Uh, would be the best way to say it. You well, know, no disrespect to no. The, uh, to the legend uh, because without him, you know. But uh, super super just don't super just don't make sense. Okay, all right. Uh, so episode five that actually hurt. Uh, so Debbie finds, uh, you know, because Dark Blood's been sent back to hell by Cecil. Debbie finds Dark Blood's notepad, and her suspicions about Nolan come back to the surface. And she finds Nolan's bloody super suit. <laughs> super suit. Where's my super suit? He actually, he actually asked that later. <laughs> he does. Nolan has the ability to go to the moon. And bury the suit under the rock. But he decides, hey, let me put it right above the air conditioner. 
But he has like a really lame excuse for a while later. Yeah, which is pretty, pretty, pretty stupid. Which is pretty stupid. Like, hey man, I'm just gonna put it right here. It's in my house. Nobody will find it. Very simple. Very, very simple. Yeah. Uh, but you know, this episode is mostly about Titan and Mark getting really full of himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one thing that we cut to is that Black Samson lectures the team about um, you know failing to protect civilians and fighting and, and, and all those stuff uh, because they're pretty much terrible at this point or at least terrible as function as a team. It goes back to what we said about the previous episodes. There's got to be somebody better than them to do this job. Yeah. Yeah, especially like uh, whenever you kind of, oh, sorry, that's, just, that's bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like definitely like you would just assume uh, that there should be somebody stepping up. Like, okay, you look at the Justice League, even the Avengers mm-hmm. now, uh, they have like a legacy character like underneath them. Right. The, a character that's going to eventually take the mantle or somebody that's kind of like, you know, Somebody that makes sense. That's yeah. going to pick up after, mm-hmm. uh, as for instance, like when Captain America drops his shield, somebody's there to pick it up whenever yep. he's he's gone. Yeah, Sam, but we just got that. Bucky, some iterations. Yeah, um, yeah, like, and then, and then go on the DC side, uh, Batman's got a ton of people that will pick up the cow if he ever actually dies. Right. Like, legitimately and not just jumping for, through time. Yeah, or on retirement. Uh, <laughs> which probably never happened, honestly. Which will never happen. Which will hopefully, well, you never know where the, where DC's going right now. Well, that's true. They, they might actually force retirement on them, but uh, if they do force retirement on them, God, please let him be happy and let him be with Catwoman. Yeah, just, just let him be happy. I don't know, man. I, th- I think with Batman, you know, I think we talked about this before. There, there has to be. Okay, you know, Batman's been around for like 80 years, something like that. We got to always yeah, think about what's next. I think next. actually just 80 years recently. Yeah, we got to think about what's next. Maybe we don't need to hear Bruce Wayne's story. You know, maybe we don't even need to hear Tim Drake's story uh, anymore. Maybe that's this this transition. We should always be transitioning to something new. I'm not saying you should transition immediately, but over a reasonable period of time, you know, change is great. But they're finally like uh, I think DC. Last article I read is that uh, Jonathan Kent's gonna be the new Superman. Yeah, we'll see. Going forward, like I mean, you know how that's gonna be though. Yeah. He'll be the new Superman for like what, maybe two, three years, maybe. Right. And then Clark will come back and take the mantle again. Yep. That's how it, it goes, man. It's the problem. The problem with these uh, these these uh, characters that are so well known. Mm-hmm. And so iconic is that when you do try to replace them, the people that grew up with those characters are like, oh, you can't do that. You can't uh, do that. They, they jump off. You can't do that. And then you get the people who are on board with it. There, it's, a, it's a very small minority. And, and even the ones that are like grew up with the characters and probably are okay with it, it's still a small group. You just got, he's such an iconic character, you can't really replace it. Right. And... That's just how it is. Like anybody can be replaced. Just ask, uh, ask your boss. Yeah, <laughs> just ask your boss. Yeah, even anybody he can be, be replaced. Anybody can be replaced. Yeah, you might go in to go ask your boss tomorrow, and he yeah. might be already replaced. You're like, hey, buddy, I'm leaving. Why? Got a better job. So I got, I got replaced. Oh, got replaced. <laughs> what about me? Oh, you might get replaced. Too. Yeah, yeah. There's always the next man. But up. yeah, that's the thing though. Like iconic characters, it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to like the two past the mantle. They did, they done it multiple times. Like. 
they kept that they kept them pretty strong for like years, like from yeah. their their inception up until the nineties is whenever they actually started like doing some shaking up. Yeah, and, uh, and the, yeah. the only reason they did that is because of the uh, the Superman thing. The mm-hmm. death of Superman. The reasoning behind the death of Superman was never ever to actually kill the character off and start a new status quo. It was literally because they had this. They had a story arc that they had planned. They were going to do. It was like because they had these meetings. They would go into like a. a they had like four Superman titles at the time. I think it was like Man of Steel, Man of Tomorrow, uh, Superman, and Action Comics it was like the four titles that were like Superman. Mm-hmm. And they would go in every. So so many months or whatever, and be pitching like the story ideas for like the next six months or to a year or whatever, and they had already done started setting up the plot between Lois and Clark, and them getting married. Right, that was supposed to have been like the big big event that was coming up that was going to span across all the books. Well, what happened was at the time, The Adventures of Lois and Clark Superman, the show with Terry Hatcher and um, Dean Cain, mm-hmm. was going. One was going on at the time. The good one, the, the good show. The good one, not the new CW one. Well, it was good in the 90s. Yeah, it's not so great now. Yeah. Uh, hard to watch now. Very hard. But in the 90s, it was like, you know, campy, good fun. And um, they were coming up on, I think, their season finale or something like that. And they were doing a wedding episode. And they didn't want that series wedding episode to overshadow the the comic book one, making it think that it was following suit with the comics. Like the comics was only doing it because of that. Mm-hmm. So they had to go in and rearrange things. They had to come up with an idea for like to fill the gap up to give it some time for them to make the comic one more special. Mm-hmm. Like its own thing instead of it being just a carbon copy of the Lois and Clark one. And so this one writer, I can't remember his name, uh might have been Dan Jurgens. I think it was Dan Jurgens. Kept pitching the idea that why not kill him? Why not kill him? And so they, he kept doing it, and people just kind of brushed it off as him joking. And because they had no other ideas, they said, "Okay, let's do it." And so they that's where they went, and they made this whole thing, this big arc, and to the mass public people thought that Superman was done. That was it. He wasn't coming back because mm-hmm. they've never killed off a major comic book character before. They have, if they did, it was like somebody like, you know, Ben Parker or even Barry Allen when he died in, um, mm-hmm. in one of the infinite crisis things, he never came back. Right. So they thought that was it for Superman. He's done. So, and you know, that was the big, uh, upbreak in the comic boom. Cause everybody kept buying the death of Superman mm-hmm. issue. And they bought so many copies of it that it literally is worthless now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what started it. And then the success of that was like a chain reaction. You had after that, that was where like I think the death of Jason Todd was not long after that. Uh, then after that was the de- uh, Batman getting his back broke and somebody had to take his spot. Well, you know, that, that proves that, you know, you have to have a little spice but then again, success success breeds you know 
copycats. Yeah. And, and now they just, I don't know, I'm not saying it's because of that moment, but it's a lot of wanton uh, murder or character death here. Well, and, and ironically, it all was in D.C., and it was all kind of like a chain reaction. It all came after one another. Right. Like the death of Jason Todd, it happened. Uh, <clears throat> Batman breaking his back was not long after that because after Jason Todd got killed, Batman went on a whole, I'm on a vengeance, I'm just going to keep doing my thing, going to keep doing that, this and this and this, you know, and Tim Drake was introduced at this time and he was supposed mm-hmm. to try to, you know, because he said Batman needs a Robin and he never really took him under as Robin. And that he got exhausted and Bane took advantage of that and broke his back. That gave the mantle to uh, Azrael. Then, you know, uh, what's his name? Hal Jordan, not long after that, when the, uh, the, the rise of the Superman came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cyborg Superman destroyed Coastal City. That caused him to go berserk. How it taught, caused him to turn to parallax, which before you know they changed it, retcon it to being like the entity of uh, the Sinestro uh, core or whatnot, and then he dies because he sacrifices himself. And yeah, then he does. Kyle yeah. Rayner comes in, saves, and becomes the new Green Lantern. So th- that's where the big shakeup start happened. They, right. That's when they started trying to change superheroes and trying to change the status quo. And it would have worked, but the thing was, is they backtracked and went back. They brought Superman back. Mm-hmm. They uh, brought yeah, Bruce. Course. Yeah, they brought Bruce yeah. Wayne back. Um, now they kept Wally West for a long time. Whenever he took Barry's spot as the Flash, he stayed probably the most consistent and probably the mm-hmm. most well loved out of anybody that took the mantle over a previous hero. People prefer Wally West over Barry Allen, actually. And then you had uh, Kyle Rayner stayed for a long time. Oh, he's still there. He's still there. He did the um. But you know, he, he was a, he was a big part of Black Knight and uh, Brightest Day was followed like right after that. Yeah, so he's he a big part of that. He's a big part of that. But then he kind of like after that event was over with, he kind of just fell to the wayside. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's Jeff Johns not knowing. That's Jeff Johns uh, yeah. going back and bringing Hal Jordan back. Yeah, that's Jeff Johns. Which you know, granted, I do enjoy Hal Jordan. It's just you had something yeah. going. He, he he tried to appease me. He tried to appease me by giving Cal some important stuff, which he did. But we all we all we all know how Jeff feels. You know, if, mm-hmm. if it ain't how if it ain't how you don't matter as a Green Lantern. Yeah, basically. We all we all know how he really feels. So let's just and he did the same thing and brought Barry back too. Yep, let's keep it one hundred, yo. Like if it ain't how Jeff uh whatever his name Jeff Johns or whatever Jeff Johns yeah Jeff Johns he don't he don't care. Hal is his only focus. Everything else trash to him. Uh, Basically, but, but that's that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. We we know who the favorite Green Lantern is. You know, we we know who is uh, the the real OG, the real OG Green Lantern. We Alan all know Scott. Oh, oh, yeah, actually, this is his month. Actually, it is. This is his month. Actually, because it's June, uh, June the eighth. Uh, after so many days of trying to record this, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are in Pride Month, so uh, yeah, it's great for Alan Scott. It's great for Alan Scott. Uh, if you uh, funny thing about Alan Scott, he got his powers uh, by a train lamp, like a mystical train lamp, mm-hmm. gave him his Green Lantern powers. That was, uh, his, that was his name was literally Green Lantern. Yeah, well, it was a meteorite. It was a meteorite that fell down, and they fashioned it into a train lamp in. He got his powers that way, which uh, Justice Society is out right now too. So we probably need to get that. I don't know if you saw it yet. Her is pretty good. Mm, yeah, but it, it's missing somebody. I had to look at it again. It was missing somebody important. Either Superman's not in there, or well, Superman. Well, 
technically, Superman never was actually a part of the Justice Society. Yeah, okay, yes. Yeah, so he so was an honorary there. member in the original comics. Him yeah. and Batman were honorary members. And then Justice Society... Then they, they changed mm-hmm. the name in the comics to Justice League, but then slowly retcon Justice Society being on Earth 2. Yeah, Justice Society, World War Two. Somebody, yeah, Superman. I don't think Superman's in that one. No, because they, they're trying to keep Superman more closer to uh, present day. Yeah. Nowadays. Uh, Wonder Woman's in it because she's Wonder Woman, Hawkman, Black Canary, uh, Flash, and... But Power Girl was always kind of like a yeah, big... I don't that's, that's in Earth 2, though. I don't think that's Alan Scott. I ha- we, well, we probably just need to watch the movie. Probably the best thing. Probably. It'd be, to, be to just literally just watch the movie. Uh, but uh, okay, so after all that stuff with the uh, the Guardians of the Globe not being uh, worth uh, a crap, uh, basically because they don't have worthy legacy heroes. They don't. They do not <laughs> to bring it back. <laughs> they do not have that whatsoever because the team as it is constructed is just not great. Ironically um, enough, once we get to the end of this, the best legacy character they have on this in this universe is. Omni Man's son. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's very true. Uh, yeah, okay, where are we? Um, so, Mark, uh, Mark promises Amber because, you know, Mark's, Mark's been doing good. He's been doing good. He's been stopping a lot of crime, as you should do as a superhero. He's been beating a lot of people up. He's kind of really grown into his powers. And so he tells, uh, but that's not helping his relationship with Amber. No. You know, him him doing all this stuff is not helping his relationship with he Amber. Hasn't, so. He hasn't found that. That right split. He, he ain't got the balance, right? And yeah, so he tells he, he her. He ain't no Peter Parker. He ain't no. got good excuses. Peter Parker didn't we, have We good talked excuses. about that before. Peter Parker didn't have good excuses either. Oh, but, but uh, his, at least his excuses were kind of believable. At least it was At least it was in context of what was actually going on. Well, Peter, and I talked about this before in uh, one of these episodes, and it was because if you go with the Raimi movies, his excuses always related to what was going on that mm-hmm. he was doing at the time. And I think they, that was actually pulled from the comics because he's done it in the comics multiple times. And it made it easier for him because he's not technically, he wasn't technically lying. Yeah. And so he didn't have to like figure out where his cover story just was. Just em- embellishing the truth. Yeah. Just, not, truth. just holding back uh, certain details. That's all he was doing. And since Mark is just terrible at that, you know, he tells Amber, okay, hey, I'm going to, I know you work in the soup kitchen. And so I'm going to volunteer. I'm going to volunteer. I'm going to help you out. Right. But, uh, what happens is he gets confronted by Titan. You know, most of his episode focuses on Titan and uh, him working for his boss, the Machine Head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he tells Mark, "Look, Machine, Machine Head's, Head has such a great design. He did. He did have a great. He did. He did have a really great design. It, it was very detailed. Uh, his voice acting was really good on there as well, too. So Machine Head, Machine Head was dope. But Titan tells Titan tells Mark, like, hey, man, look, we gotta get rid of Machine Head. He's pretty much dragging down the community." Nobody's going to do anything about it. The Guardians of the Galaxy don't care. The cops are corrupt. So it's up to me and you to take him down. He basically said, are you a hero or not? Are you a hero? Or are you really going to help some people? And Mark says, hey, I will help you. I will help you fight <laughs> Machine Head. But one thing that we forget was in this episode, Machine Head had tightened still a chip that he embedded in his brain. And that chip helps him see, like, probable futures, probable situations. He's like, yo, I kind of planned for this because I knew you guys were going to do something. And he summons, like, this mercenary force of superheroes or villains. And things kind of go well at first for Mark and also the Guardians because they show up to help Mark out. But the biggest thing is... 
Falk or Battle Beast beats the shit out of all of them. Oh, especially Mark. Yeah, he beats all of them. Like, he, what, he beats up Monster Girl. He, what, knocks skin off her face. Yeah. Uh, her skull shield. Oh, she about died. Yeah, she almost died. Like, uh, he broke, what, he damn near broke Black Samson's arm off. Yeah, uh, I thought he did almost, honestly. Yeah, he like crushed it. He like crushed it. He, well, I thought that's what was going I thought Honestly, I thought they were going about to pull a Jax. Yeah, oh gosh. <laughs> I, gosh. I seriously thought they were about to pull a Jax. Which is traumatizing to me to actually get some of his powers back, uh, which is uh, which would be a Jax-like situation. Oh, yeah, uh, especially if you go with Mortal Kombat, um, the new one. Uh, yeah, and uh, well, Mark, uh, Mark, didn't, Mark didn't, stand a, didn't stand a chance. I guess this dude, man. Like, he literally, because, you know, Thawk or Battle Beast has, like, this this mace. And he literally busts Mark's chest open with it. Like, he takes this thing and, like, he busts his chest open, man. Like, I, I got to say, after all the stuff I watched on Amazon Prime, and I've watched some pretty wild shit. Have you watched all the boys yet? Uh, no, not all the boys. Okay. Because, you know, there's only so much of this Superman's a dick stuff I can watch. I think I'm definitely watching that next, especially after Jupiter's Legacy got canceled. Yeah, I called it. It's got canceled. You did call it. You did call it. That wasn't going to make it. I couldn't get uh, past episode two, bro. A little little blasphemy here. I had more fun watching the last two episodes of Jupiter Legacy than I did the first five episodes of The Boys. So that's what gave me a lot of hate. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't care. I like what I like. Well, you know, that's not to say that the boys is bad or anything like that, but it's kind of like, you know, when you compare the end, when you compare somebody, somebody's end to the another person's beginning, of course, the stories don't line up. So maybe that was unfair to me. You see that uh, um, one half of the demon hunting duo from Supernatural is going to be in season three of the boys? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. Which I've never watched Supernatural. So uh, uh, Jen, I'm going to kill this guy's name. Uh, don't say Jansen Ankles, Digimon. Uh, I'm gonna make a lot of I'm gonna make a lot of supernatural fans pissed off. Yeah, uh, they got a pretty big fan. Base. Dean's Dean's uh, character. Man, all the women hate you now. Dean's uh, actor is going to be uh, <laughs> that guy. That guy is going to be Captain Somebody. I can't remember what the character's name is in the boys. I don't because I, I don't know the boys like the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's gonna be he's basically like the Captain America. Of the boys. And uh, he's actually Batman in, um, I think, Long Halloween, mm-hmm. the animated movie. He mm-hmm. plays Batman in him. Okay. He, he was Red Hood in, um, from under the Red Hood mm-hmm. animated movie. So everybody's like, oh, he finally graduated and became Batman. <laughs> in one way, right? One way. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, going back to it. Going yeah, back Jupiter's to, Legacy, it got canceled. I told you. Going back to told the, you yeah, it was going to happen. Those Jupiter costumes Legacy, were terrible. Jupiter Legacy is what we're talking about. Those, those costumes <laughs> were terrible, and I, I, I was really glad at it. I mean, I know, okay, there's some people out there, they enjoy trash just like I enjoy trash, like Fast and the Furious 59, Space Adventure Part 1 that's happening. Watch what it. is Fast and the Furious trash? Who knows? Is it? No, it's not. Who knows? If it is, it's my trash, and... You can't make fun of it. But I can make fun of your trash, which is Jupiter's Legacy. Because it got canceled. 
Because apparently well, Netflix, it get, okay, it did, Netflix thought it was trash. It and didn't they really get it. canceled. Oh, it got, oh okay. It, it, so it, it got, got canceled. Because they said that all but the actors can go on and do what they want now. But they're doing uh, they're doing like a spinoff in the universe, which is stupid. They're focusing on the villains. They're just making another terrible another terrible decision. They should If um, they were wanting to do anything, if they wanted to do any kind of spinoff in that series, they should have done it on the past stuff. Well, no, they shouldn't. You know, like I said last time, like what what's, what's the point of you... Telling a five minute story about what's happening in the present, and then spending forty minutes of the rest of the episode. Bro, telling them, they they basically the saw Arrow and said, "Let me copy your yeah, work." It was just stupid. And Arrow was, was like, "Okay, but just don't make it change it up so it's not any different." And they didn't. It was just it was just dumb. It was just dumb how they did it. It was dumb how they directed it. Because even going looking at the CW, like with the Arrow thing when they went with the the flashbacks. And then the present day story, I never liked that <laughs> either. It's stupid. It's just stupid. It's just terrible storytelling, man. It is. Uh, but it don't know, work in a television series. It don't work, man. It now a movie, you can pull that off in a movie. You can barely put it off in a movie. If unless your name is Christopher Nolan, then you can well, definitely. Then pull his it movie's off. four hours, so. But he can again. pull that off because he pulled it off with Batman Begins. Well, then it's four hours, and so you. No, Batman Begins was like it's two, four two, hours. Two, Batman Begins long shit. It was it two. Was, no, it didn't feel long. long. It was a long movie. It didn't feel like it. But it was literally a long movie. You know, it's like almost like half the movie before he becomes Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a long movie. It don't feel like it, though. But then again, you know, it goes to storytelling. You tell a story, and it builds up to something. It builds up to him becoming Batman. Yeah, you don't only, start off yeah. with Batman and say, hey, let me take 10 minutes to tell you about how I became Batman. And just tell us how he fucking became Batman instead of like spending like 30 minutes doing all this other crap. The, Which is what they should have yeah. did with Jupiter's Legacy. Well, the only thing I really didn't like about Batman's Begins was, uh, uh, we talked about her too earlier, mm-hmm. Katie Holmes. Katie um, Holmes. Oh, Katie Holmes. She looked good, but her acting was not. Oh, Katie Holmes. Uh, I also really hated the way she treated Bruce in certain scenes. Which actually ties into what Amber's going to do <gasps> momentarily. Look at that. Oh, wait. Not quite segue, but future segue. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Thog beats him down so bad, like, he leaves. He's like, this is just not really worth my time as far as a uh, a warrior because you guys are all terrible. And they really are. The, guard- the Guardians of the Globes are very, very lackluster. And as I stated before, there is no way in in my heart that I can believe that they can handle any world-ending threat that may happen. Like, none whatsoever. I just don't see it. I just don't think they're capable of it. Because these five these five random villains, like, these, you know, they didn't even know who these dudes were and beat the brakes off of them. So it's, it's they're, they're pretty bad. They're, they are yeah. pretty bad. Pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Um, and also, we didn't mention that one scene, though, where uh, during his, <laughs> he getting his butt kicked, mm-hmm. Mark looks up and he does see, like, what he thought was his father watching him. <laughs> he was watching him. Yeah, man. And he know, was disappointed. disappointed, <laughs> yeah. Just looking at your freaking corpse, <laughs> basically. He's like, oh, I can't believe that's my boy. Yeah, this guy sucks. This He's not ready kid. yet. He's not ready yet for... Our mission. Yeah, this is my kid. No, God, he's not ready yet. Turn him back to his Earth Mama. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, so the GDA take him to to the pound. So the GDA, (laughs) they arrest Machine Head. Uh, They pretty much have to roll in the freaking medic team to. 
spill everybody off the freaking Especially floor. poor Mark. Yeah, Mark's fucked up. He's in a hospital for like a really long time. Wasn't like his like chest like caved in or yeah, something? Yeah, like I said, he busted. He got, yeah, because the He busted his chest open. Yeah, the mace got like, got bad, bashed on him. Yeah, he literally like, he really like busts his ribcage like wide open, man. But you know, being him like a, a visceral it, mite, like he, he's almost unkillable. If the immortal could just find a way to pull himself back together, he would be truly immortal. Yeah, well, that doesn't happen. He needs somebody else to help him with that. Uh, but uh, what happens is uh, Titan actually takes over Machine Head's operation. Uh, so he's kind of like the Don. So that's kind of like a, a nice little conclusion to his story. That was actually really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of like, you know, <sighs> cliche-ish in a way. But, I mean, this was kind of back at the time. This probably was pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. But, like... It, it was neat though seeing him kind of come to his rise of power and basically yeah he had one of the better you know if if you want to call him like a side story or whatever he had the the best side story out of the whole series yeah like I said it might it might come off kind of cliche mm-hmm. nowadays because you know this is based off of a comment that came mm-hmm. out like what early two thousands yeah about 90s, like ten years ago like that. yeah a long time. ten years ago and uh, so but yeah it, it, that was definitely really cool like especially him. Based putting a suit on and mm-hmm. getting his daughter and his wife and standing in his new like empire. Yeah, like yo, things will change now. You know, I'm in charge. I don't have to be like this low level hood for this dude. I don't have to work for this man until I die. You know, everybody wants to be their own boss. So that was also a nice thing to see. It was nice to see a man take hold of his destiny. Now, uh, the crazy thing is he had to sacrifice Mark to do so. <laughs> Which you know, he even kind of like mentioned that he didn't. It was nothing personal. Yeah, it wasn't that personal, man. He's like, bro, I didn't want to see you get hurt that bad. <laughs> yeah, like he's like, man, like, here, I'll send some flowers to yeah. like, wherever you're at. <laughs> and so, um, of course, Mark doesn't show up to his day with Amber. Of course. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Eve finds out because she gets the phone call. Yeah, she gets the phone call. She gets the phone call for Amber, which is crazy. Yeah, well, you know. Hero stuff, I guess. Hero, right? Heroes get first, per- yeah, first hero, dibs. Hero stuff, I guess. But, um. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. That's it. I wonder was like Eve like his emergency contact in his phone? Maybe. Or maybe he, somebody else he knew had her number or I think I forget, but I think Cecil Cecil might have called. Cecil's uh, like trying to be matchmaker, bro. <laughs> yeah, because you know, like he said, Hey, is Eve going on this mission? Is that a is that a bonus for you? He and did say that. He's like, times. Is Eve going? He's like, Oh, would that change your mind? <laughs> he's like, Yeah. So Cecil Cecil could see it. Mark can't see it. Yeah, so you know, that's the thing. Anything he could do, anything Cecil can do to keep the world safe, he'll do it. That's Which, what I do like about that. That man is like doing his best and mm-hmm. he gets so dis- so much disrespect in this, <laughs> this series. He does, man. He does. You know, the crazy thing is, you know, Amber's all pissed off and he's like, yo, Mark's been in like an accident. And she probably uh, still pissed <laughs> off at him because he was in an accident. Yeah. Oh, Mark's you mean you mean to tell me you got hit by a truck but you couldn't come down here and help at the soup kitchen? Yeah, that was that was like the story. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark got hit by like a freaking bus. Well, he didn't help me feed these homeless people right. soup. So. I had to feed these homeless people by myself and he's like, I was here too, and she's like, by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's really like the biggest thing that happened in episode five was uh Titan story, which was really good. Yeah. And Mark getting utterly just just butchered. The yeah. only thing that I'm kinda like the, the only issue I have well. is Eve has got like not Eve, but um Amber has such a vendetta about like on wanting to hate Mark for some reason. For some reason. Mm. But like the one thing that they could have pulled from that would have made this uh, this this fake friction that they're trying to build up between them two work 
would have been the fact that Mark is so close to Eve. Mm-hmm. They could have played off on that. But yeah, they, that probably would have made more sense. They created right the false friction of Mark never being there for her, and, he, and that was just kind of like you know. Well, you know, some people in relationships, some people want a lot of attention. Yeah, you know, so that 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 could, that. Could I, I mean, I get it, that, you know? but I'm saying like when that was literally the only friction mm-hmm. that they had, and there's and when there's potential everything else for, is great, but that there's there's potential mm-hmm. for other friction that they could have done that would have made it even better, especially with. Mark and Eve hanging out all the time. Right. Mark and Eve studying all the time. Mark and Eve in school all the time. But that's a legit. That's a legit beef, though. You and know what I'm saying? They could, if they wanted to create the actual like friction here, the fact that Eve got the phone call before Am- yeah. Amber did. Could have made Eve the enemy. That could have been the thing. Like, could have made Eve the especially enemy, especially if if the series goes like how the comics do. From what I've seen, I still haven't finished. I meant to do that before we finished this episode, <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> I got distracted. Look, it happens to the best of us, man. It happens to the best of us. But good episode. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. One of the better ones, actually. Uh, you know, like I said, we said four was kind of a low point, but five picks right uh, back up. Big, big, big butt whooping. Mm. Uh, now we roll on to six, right? So six is... Okay, so basically, six starts off with Mark and Amber. They work things out. This kind of almost like a, feels like a fillery. Yeah, you it can say kind of feels fillery. Pretty much the second weakest episode in the. It's still very match. good because I like the the, the designs, mm-hmm. the creature designs that we get into later. Right, and uh, so Mark, uh, Mark and Amber work it out. William wants Mark to go on a university trip with him so he can meet this dude named Rick. Uh, which is Rick is essentially either potentially going to be his boyfriend or is his boyfriend. Uh, the only thing that's established in this episode is that they've had like a relationship, a, a sexual relationship, but they never said like what, like the status of that relationship is. So, you know, he wants Mark to go meet the dude. I guess he's nervous about it. And Mark is still his best friend. So mm-hmm. that does make a lot of sense. And for Mark, he said, well, Hey, you know, what can I do to get Amber back on my side? You know, I really like her. I still want to be with her. Wait, let's go on a trip together. Let's go on a trip. People do that all the time. You know, there's a little friction. Hey, let's take a trip. Let's go somewhere nice and see what happens. Yeah. So, and actually, I, I did get to this part in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, so this actually goes a lot different because one thing is that first off, like William doesn't have like a, a relate like a crush or anything like that on Rick, and he actually in the comics. Rick, I don't know if it was Rick that said it, but somebody says something to him, and I think it kind of hints at the idea that he might like the guy because of the way he said it. Mm-hmm. But, like, William always wants people to call him William in the comics. Mm-hmm. But everybody keeps wanting to say, hey, can I call you Will? And he always corrected them, and it caused an issue when they went to the, to the college campus the first time because mm-hmm. they said that it makes you kind of sound... Like, like you're being rude and everything. But he's not gay in the comics. Um, I did not know that he dates Eve yet, though. Yeah, so the biggest thing is, uh, so the biggest thing about Rick or about uh, William and all that stuff that goes on. Uh, <clears throat> so, okay, so first and foremost, you know, in the comic books, he isn't gay. He does end up dating Eve. You know, they kind of play on like this dual relationship. Uh, Mark, uh, Mark and Amber are dating, and Eve and William are dating, and you got two superpower people that's dating people that's unpowered. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the friction because, you know, it's hard for those this people to relate. This is after Rex, right? Uh, yeah. We said after what now? No, nah, this is after the stuff with Eve and Rex, right? 
Pentagon. Yeah, this, this, in the comments. Yeah, this is after. This is after. In this the comments. Yeah, this 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 is way after because the stuff with even Rex pops up pretty. Uh, pretty they didn't do the suicidal well. bombing stuff mm-hmm. in the show. No, there's there's a lot. Well, I almost say there's a lot of stuff, but there's some stuff that has been uh, removed. And the thing about it is, is that Rick. They might not do the suicide bombs. No, Thinking some of that stuff. It. Some of that stuff's too wild, man. Some of that stuff's too heavy. Uh, especially for where we are as a place in this country, some of that stuff's too heavy, man. Yeah, that's uh, probably why they did some changes. You know, around. it's it's easier it's easier to kill a thousand people on screen than to talk to uh, talk about certain political topics, uh, which is crazy because that's literally what happens here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it uh, what it is so Rick's friends with Mark and uh, with Mark and William and Rick ends up going missing. And William tells Mark, like, bro, you know, you're a superhero. You need to help me find our friend uh, because he's missing. And then Mark's like, bro, I'm not a detective. Like, I don't do that. I'm not Batman. Yeah, I'm not a detective. I deal with world threats. I deal with people I can punch. I'm not good for searching for people. And he also kind of shows off saying that he's probably just like, he's not even really missing. He just hadn't came back home yet. Right, exactly. Which... That comes into play a little bit later because he's on on his whole thing trying to like straighten out his stuff with Amber because mm-hmm. of what happened earlier. Right, was whenever that the cyborgs attacked these like the cyborg creatures that were yeah they just they break out they break, they break out there's like one of them I think and it's like going on and Amber and all of them are out there and Mark leaves the changes and he stops the cyborg from attacking William. And that's how William finds out that Mark's invincible. Right. He, he's been friends with him for years, and he can tell who he is. He knows what's going on. And whenever Mark comes back, Debbie confronts him. And is like, not Debbie. Amber confronts him. And is basically right. like a saying, hey, where, like, were, you where were you at? Yeah, where were you at? And so she's like you. mad with him for the rest of the episode. Right. And so that's why he, he's like trying to, Mark's trying to go on this whole thing to like, Make up the Amber and try to like you know, not technically win her back because I don't think they actually broke up in this episode, but like he's trying to like you know make make up for what happened, and that's when Rick goes missing, and William is trying to get like Martin to help him find him, and Mark's trying to really like saying I can't, I'm not that's not my thing I can't do that he's probably not lost anyway besides I'm trying to get Amber back yeah I'm trying to you know reconcile these differences <laughs> yeah he's like I'm trying to get my boo back yeah and, uh, I'm trying to reconcile these differences so man. he goes and Amber actually goes to a party and um, she's uh, hitting it off with his dude or whatever and I think the dude actually has like a a girlfriend so it's not like a mutual feeling thing. I think she kind of like has a little crush on the guy because he's being like, she's, he's giving her he's, the attention. Yeah, he's paying her that attention, man. And, uh, he actually is just saying like, he's just being nice. That's all he is. And then Mark goes to the party to try to win her back. And he gets the phone call from William who found, who's in the sewer looking for Rick. Cause he found like, I guess the, the beer, he forgot, I think it was his beer and his phone. He found it like near the sewer. Right. And he's going down there, and then some, he gets abducted during the middle of the call. And then Mark realizes that something's afoot, so he needs to go. Something is amiss. <laughs> uh, and so at this point, 
we really kind of started to dislike Amber. We started to dislike Amber yeah, like, uh, like, because beforehand we were kind of okay with her. Mm. You know, it was like, okay, I kind of get what you're at, but we really dislike her in the next episode. You know, it, you know, to give her, I think and I gave her, I gave her a lot of credit at this point because she did, you know, if you look at it from that perspective, it did seem like Mark abandoned her. But then again, I feel bad for Mark too, because Mark he's like, bro, I can't, can't tell everybody in the world my secret identity. I want to live some type of life. Yeah, because like, what's the purpose of a secret identity? Yeah, I want to live some type of life. And bro, you know, this just this be real. This is your high school girlfriend. Anybody with any common sense that's older than you in any situation would tell you to keep that secret to yourself. Because a high school, not everybody dates, falls in love, or marries their high school sweetheart. Just because no. you meet somebody in high school means doesn't mean you're going to be with them forever. So why would you tell them everything? So you know he, in a way, he was, in a way, he was doing the right thing, uh, but he was doing the right thing in the wrong way. Where he should have been very upfront with her about the situation. Well, we said that before. So you still kind of see both sides of what's going on here, um, but. What what's the dude's name? Uh, D. A. Sinclair, right? I think that's the dude's name. Uh, the dude who created the cyborgs. I think so. That sounds right. Yeah. So he creates these cyborgs. He creates, you know, it, for I no love other the design reason. on these cyborgs too. Was that? I oh love, yeah, they look great. They look like they're they're like such a throwback to uh, like Terminators. No, um, um, Robocop. Robocop. Oh yeah, Robocop. Such a throwback yeah. to Robocop with like the half mask thing. I mean, literally, like the face mask looks just like Robocop's face mask in the original movies. Mm. And ow, and it um such a throwback to that, which you, you can tell that it was probably exactly what uh what's his name? <laughs> we mentioned this guy so many times. What's that? The create Robert Kirkman, which is probably what Robert Kirkman was trying to go for. Yeah, he was probably he probably told the artist, uh, the guy looks like a rope, looks kind of like Robocop, like think <laughs> Robocop. And the guy was that. like, and the guy was like, all right, and just drew Robocop. <laughs> I, I can do that. I can <laughs> just, do that. just imagine like the original like outline for the comic issue was like Bart fighting a bunch of Robocop, <laughs> and then Robert Kirkman's like, well, not a hundred percent like Robocop, <laughs> but something close to it. Yeah. <laughs> I like where you're going with this. <laughs> I like your ideas. Not the best, but I do like your idea. Uh, and so, these robots, like, beat the... the yeah, they beat Oh, my up, God. Bro. I didn't like, realize there was kids in that thing. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm just I'm just kind of getting sick of Mark just getting, like, destroyed at this point, man. Like, it's really getting just, just pointless. Uh, like, he, he should be able to, like, deal with, like, these robots. Yeah, uh, he definitely should. So, he should, he should be able to deal with them. You know, I'm... I mean, just God dang, dude. Like, at some point, you got to, like, you know, your power's got to, like, start going somewhere. Uh, that's maybe one thing I dislike about the series the most is you don't really start to see Mark's power scaling. Uh, you don't see you start to see him level up or rise to the competition. You know, he kind of stays at this, I'm going to get my ass beat point. At least he's not like Deku. What's up? At least he's not like Deku. Well, you know, the thing about Deku, Deku matures. I mean, he still cries a lot, but, you know, he, he matures, man. Like, he well, I mean, better. Like, it, it took Deku how long before he can actually even throw a punch without breaking his arm? He took him a while, but what did Deku make? Progress. He did. He did. But still. 
He made progress. He he made a lot of progress. I'm a little bit behind on the current issues, like the current chapters, but he's actually like pretty BA in the new ones. Yeah, he, yeah. Like I say, he, he makes progress. Mark, on the other hand, Mark, uh, Mark is there to be brutalized at this moment. Oh. Uh, in in Mark's there. defense, uh, see, Deku kind of had a... F- okay, I guess I can play devil advocate from Mark a little bit, mm-hmm. and it still wouldn't be great for him. But in the context of it, it would Deku's uh, mentor or person that he looked up to uh, was losing his powers. Right. So he had to kind of step up his game and be the new, the next guy. Mark's, on the other hand, which is a very similar situation, but not in the sense of like him losing his powers. He kind of had to step up to stop him. Right. But that didn't happen until now, like later in the episodes. Like the you know the last episode of the season, <laughs> so Very that doesn't nice actually episode. happen until then. So Mark doesn't really have a reasoning to because he's got his dad to always fall back on right now. Yeah, he's always got in somebody mind, to help him. In his mind, he's got his dad. His dad's always going to be there to help him. Yeah, no matter what, pops got me. Yes, yeah, that's, that's right what now is what he's thinking. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they the case. Yeah. yeah. So uh, basically, Debbie finds the bloody. Suit, you know, which my super suit. Nolan decided that hey, I want to hide this by the air conditioner like a friggin' dummy, you know. Uh, but she takes his suit to uh, Rosenbaum, airing it out, hmm? airing it, it out, yeah, like a, like a friggin' like a friggin' idiot. Uh, <laughs> so he takes it to uh, Rosenbaum, who's uh, once again played by Mark Hamill, sounds great, and such, uh, a, good, such a good voice cast, exactly, such a great voice cast. And they examine the suit, and of course, it has the blood of other guardians on there, and their suspicions have been confirmed. Uh, but both of them are just just scared. They're scared, man. They're scared of Nolan, bro. Well, they've they, known him for years. Yeah, so. they've known him for a long time. This and, is uh, a guy they, like you said, they went to Christmas parties with, and. Like, now, he just killed, like, yeah. one of the well, most well-known teams. I mean, you know, it's a sad day when you find out the person you love is a monster. Like, your best friend killed, like, the super team of America, in a way. Yeah, it was a, when you or find out that somebody you love is a monster, that's a hard day for you. And in human terms, he's a monster. You know, he's, he's an absolute monster. For the people he's killed and for the things he's done, you know, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow. And... They just they just take it rough, man. They take it rough, you know. Like Debbie gets so down about it, she starts to get drunk, you know. Something she hasn't done in years. She just gets, you know, she's just drunk. You know, depression so, does that to eight you. Eight o'clock in the morning. Oh, one yeah, thirty. Just, just put one back, man. Put a couple on back, bro. Goes to the, goes to the local Harris Teeter and buys all the wine that's on sale. Oh, the wine! I want it in the box. I'm gonna get the little wine bag where oh, I can get a discount. I want the box of wine. Box. Has a has a wine membership where she gets wine delivered oh, to her door. Box, the box wine. Uh, got the box wine just in case she runs out of the good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. So, yeah, and then um, so after all of that happens, uh, we start to get a little more uh more more stuff about because you know uh, Monster Girl is actually still pretty banged up. Mm-hmm. And so we get a good little bit of stuff with Robot and how he actually really cares about her. Yeah, you know, that kind of spurs on, like, a lot of that stuff. 
uh, what he's been doing. I think we might have glossed over it, but you know, he, yeah. he talked to the Mulder twins because you know the Mulder twins are actually cloning clone the body for him. And you know, at this part, it's it's really easy to see that uh, his affection or his attraction to Monster Girl is really spurring this along, spurring this along very quickly because you know he's. It's kind of like when he looks at her, he sees. He, he sees someone that's trapped by their shell, and he's kind of like the same way. You mm-hmm. know, he's trapped by his shell as well. You know, he's never been able to walk out of it. Which we haven't seen yet, have we? No, it's about to come up. No, you, you see it. You see it. Is it in this it. episode that we see that? Uh, maybe like a little bit beforehand, but like what happens is, is that um, he like... Uh, I think that's the next episode, man. No, whatever. We're gonna find out. You know, dude's the deform. Dude's basically it. it doesn't matter because we're we're running through everything. So, <laughs> dude's basically like just a deformed. He's deformed from birth. Uh, and the only thing that he had to even, the only thing he's ever had was his mind because his body always filled him. Uh, but like I said, you know, he he shows like he cares a lot about Monster Girl. He goes and finds like herbs and stuff like that for her specific condition to speed up her healing. Uh, but some other important stuff kind of goes down here as well. Uh, Amber inspires Eve to like skip college and go to Africa. And uh, Amber actually has a uh, blow up with her parents about all this as well, too, uh, about like the superhero stuff. Uh, and they basically say, hey, we don't really want you even doing this. And the only reason why we even let you do this is because Rex was always with you. God. Yeah, boy, that was uh that that set her off. <laughs> right that, that was a, a terrible thing to say. Yeah. As Will as Will Smith said one time, uh, parents just don't understand, and her parents really didn't understand her. You know, uh, they wanted her to be normal. They wanted her to be a normal girl, go to college, do stuff like that. You know, and not be out here doing superhero stuff. But he's got better ideas, and her going to Africa, you know, is a part of her doing something with her powers. And that's one thing I liked about her. She actually helped people. Yeah, she didn't she pull went. somebody from a building. She didn't do all that crazy stuff, which she does do. She's like, I'm going to help you guys. I'm going to help you guys build crops. I'm going to help you guys live off the land. I'm going to actually help you. I love for what uh, Cyborg or Ray Fisher did in uh, the Justice League. You know, he actually helped that lady, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, waitress. So that was really good. Yeah, it was like real good because mm-hmm. like she... she uh, Re uh, did like the water canals, like the irrigation mm. issue. She fixed that for a lot of people. She did a lot of things. She did a lot of stuff, man. She actually helped somebody. She actually helped somebody. All right, so now we're on. We need to talk. Yeah, now we need to talk. <laughs> the bag, the the cat's out of the bag, right? Nolan and Debbie have a heart to heart about uh, his actions, which his actions were. Killing the guardians of the globe. You was about uh, to say galaxy. Yeah, galaxy. You know, we're Star Lord, right? Uh, but you know, he tries to <laughs> he, he tries to level with her. Could, he, he tries to tell her that could Omni Man beat Star Lord in a dance off? Yes, he could. Uh, <laughs> so he, he tries to tell her like you know Debs like using the pet names Debs. <laughs> There's something out there. There's something out here that I have to do. There's something out here bigger than you and me. There's something that I'm a part of. There's something that has to be done. There's something that has to be taken care of. I did this because I had to do this. And you need to understand where I'm coming from. And in a way, he did have to do it. You know, I think one thing always comes up, you know, with somebody controlling you, with somebody brainwashing you, with somebody 
blackmailing you. And I think the hardest pill for her to swallow was that Nolan did this of his own volition. And she has a really hard time uh, dealing with that. And uh, one thing, <clears throat> one thing I liked, you know, because I ragged on her from hiding the suit in there by the, uh, hiding the suit by the air conditioner, was Nolan was like, a part of me wanted you to find it. That's what Nolan said. A part of me wanted you to find the suit. Because I think his actions weighed so heavy on him, not because the Guardians died, because he knew everything was going to change between him, Debbie, and Mark, no matter what he did. Yeah. And I guess it's maybe kind of like his way of like confronting it. But it was it was it was a pretty heartfelt moment, man. Uh he got really pissed off because she was like, Oh, F you know, and get out of my house. And I'm like, damn. My house. Whoa. Like, whoa, baby, this is Omni Man. <laughs> we got to relax. Yo. You, know, you know who you're talking to right yeah, now? Yeah, calm down, yo. This, this dude killed the Guardians. What he? What you think he's going to do to you? <laughs> I guess, but I mean, in a way, though, that kind of like, she didn't, she kind of dumb to actually assume this, but um, he does love her because yeah. he didn't, he just, he just said, I'm going to, we'll talk about this later. And he flies through the house. Yeah. I mean, man, you gotta, you gotta think he, he has to have some type of love for her, man. He has to have some type of love for uh, her. You know, he's got to We'll, we'll uh, mention that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean like actual love, like, you know, not, oh, not, oh not she said now. Yeah. Like she said now cause yeah. she actually sees it, but, you know. Yeah, when he got hit by the bus. It was it was an issue. It's pretty crazy, man. <laughs> I say he he actually he actually loved her, but yeah, know. yeah, like that. And then speaking of, let's let's look at let's take it on another side of the dynamic of a relationship. Let's mm -hmm. talk about Amber. Yeah, because uh, you know they're still pissed off. Like the whole ride home, Amber's pissed off at Mars. She's not listening to him. Right, he tries to talk to her. She goes to yeah. Mexico. Exactly. Tries to talk to him. None of this stuff works. And then he flat out just tells her, yep. hey, I'm invincible. And then she's like, I knew. That right there <laughs> was whenever I was like, screw you, Amber. Yeah, I was, I was done after that. I was I was really done. I was really done at that moment in time. Like, Because in the comics, it's completely different. Yeah. He, he, he reveals that he's invincible. She is like... Oh, God, you're a superhero. Yeah, she is like ballistic about it. Like, she is like so ecstatic. But in this, she's like, I already knew. And you know, you think I'm thing, stupid? Yeah, you know, one thing I don't like about this series, man, is that William Eve made Mark feel bad about what happened with him and Amber. William made Mark feel bad or what happened between him and Amber. And Amber made him feel bad. They basically all try to make him the bad guy instead of like being there for him. Yeah, they try to make him a bad guy. Cause yeah, because even. Even Mark had to talk about it, and she's like, "Well, yeah, you shouldn't have strung him along." Yeah, but it was like you literally said that I needed to not tell her just in case it's serious. Mm -hmm. Like, if it's not, if it doesn't work out, and it's true. Like, if it didn't work out, that's one more person that knows that he's invincible. Right? Exactly. That's one more person that knows. But you know, they beat him up. You know, they. That's, I, I hate. I hate stuff like that. Like, why in the world would you beat up a man of duty? You know what I'm saying? He's already making enough sacrifices. He can't have a normal life because he's out here trying to save people uh, as best as he possibly can. It's the Spider-Man Thank you. Y'all know Y'all know exactly what he's doing, and Amber knows exactly what he's right. doing as well, too. Now, if she knew, if she says, hey, I'm not dumb, you know, with her, you know, like we said uh, earlier, with her having the mindset that's almost twice her age, 
why didn't she confront him and say, hey, I know you're a superhero, right? Yeah. But she felt betrayed. She felt hurt that Mark didn't tell her. Well, she should have realized the reason why. Because part of the reason why, like, uh, we go back with Spider-Man, part of the reason why, I know I keep bringing comparisons, but, I mean, basically this is, like, a great comparison between mm-hmm. him and Spider-Man. Part of the reason why Spider-Man doesn't tell the people that he cares about that he's Spider-Man is because he doesn't want to put them in danger. Right. He created, he's got the identity to protect his loved ones. The Marvel Universe is like, I'm not going to try to say Spider-Man's the only one, but he, his family is like the only one that really can't defend themselves. Right. He's got a lot of villains that want to kill him straight up. Like, I mean, I guess those like little quirks corpse that he'd be throwing out just finally got to some of them they really want to see his family yeah, die they gotta kill you bro and everybody you love they and gotta go he every time he has somebody find out who he is it's it's hard now he's got a few villains in his gallery that know who he is and they actually stay pretty mum about who who he is mm-hmm. like um norman osborne never has told anybody that peter parker is spider-man Doc Ott knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. He doesn't tell nobody. Keeps it to himself. Out of respect, I guess. But, like, it's because they're kind of on that level of, like, they're not going to go after his family to get with their revenge. They want Spider-Man. Yeah, they want him. But it's that sense that, like, the more people that know that he's Spider-Man, the more people that are going to be in danger. But they actually had a comic storyline in the comics with um, Peter and MJ where they got into an argument because MJ got, she knew that he was Spider-Man and he went, he disappeared again and she didn't know if he was dead. Yeah. Ducked in another world. Didn't know anything. Yeah, didn't know anything. She couldn't take it. Yeah. And that's okay, bro. But the the amount of sacrifices that Peter, like, gives just to save his people and everything he is probably like the most selfless person in marvel comics yeah because he gives up like so much so many things that can make him happy he could he could change things around and make himself a happy person but he gives up so much and the ps4 spider-man brings that in the at the end of hit with that the spoilers for a three-year-old game now right (laughs) um Oh. <laughs> whenever he the only antidote that he has Sorry, that can save the virus uh, pr- help the people with that got, got the virus he was gonna he had the choice to actually use it on Aunt May or just send it to them to create a, um, a vaccine to save everybody else but the problem was was that the vaccine wouldn't be able to get fixed in time to save Aunt May right and he gave up his big that was his biggest sacrifice right there that woman cared for him, raised him, and was like his like the mother to him, and he had to give her up. Yeah, just like sacrifices, that, dude. Invincible does some things like that. Yeah, just not to the extreme yet that I know of. But you have to, you got to give up something, and you got to know, you got to know. Sometimes you got to know that's what that person does. You got to know that that person is is sacrificing a great deal, uh, is is giving a lot of things away, that's making hard choices. And you got to decide whether you want to accept it or not. And, you know, Amber didn't accept it, uh, you know, and that's okay. I just think as Mark handled things the wrong way, she handled things the wrong way as well. 
So I will flat out say that. Uh, but yeah, and you know that caused Amber to have a lot of hate on the internet. A lot of people don't like Amber right now. <laughs> no, not this Amber. A lot, a lot of people don't like Amber. A lot of people do not enjoy Amber. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Amber attacks. What was bad about it was like I remember whenever uh, before I finished the series, there was like I already saw memes about people hating Amber, <laughs> and I was like, oh, day. And then when it I started watching, I was going like. Why do they hate her? What caused it? Like I was thinking the whole time. I was like, "What? What is? What's the?" And then when it happened, I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, I can see yeah, that." Didn't take long, bro. Didn't <laughs> I can see long. exactly why. <laughs> didn't take long, but yeah, it, the, I think that's I think that's the, the bad part. Is I think well, you know, she felt betrayed, but I think a lot of us, you know, as, as watchers, felt betrayed. Yeah. Because we've seen what Mark went through. You know, I mean, he didn't get hit by no damn bus. He got a mace hit on his chest. By the way, I mean, like, brute force by, like, a person that's way more powerful than a bus. Exactly. (laughs) We see what Mark Mark went through. So I think that's why we dislike Amber, because we felt betrayed. Like, damn, you should feel, you should care about Mark like we care about Mark. We knew all this stuff was going on. Yeah, like, it'd be different if it was, like you said, if she didn't know. And then whenever she finds out, she's, like, upset because she didn't tell her, but not... Not upset in the sense that, like, she knew all along. Exactly. And then is upset because he didn't tell her. She's literally, at that point, it felt like she was finding a reason to hate Mark. Yeah. She was latching on to a reason, which was, like I said earlier, whenever they, uh, I said that they should have not done, if they wanted to cause, like, a tension between the two, it should have been about Mark and Eve being together, being so close and not so much Mark's identity. Right. They could have had the identity thing kind of play on top of it. A little bit, but it didn't have to be a hundred percent that. No, it didn't have to be all that. But that's what they chose, and it is what it is at this point. They woke up and chose violence. They chose violence. Now, uh, one thing uh, I think uh, you know, if you look at it right now, I'm sure this won't be the end of Mark and Amber's relationship no. uh, because some things do happen in comic books. But I'm sure, I'm sure this will be more. Actually, ex- I guess fixing this. Huh? Are they fixing in this? Fixing what? The relationship gets fixed at the end of the season. No, I'm talking about like uh, what's what's the best way I can say it. They go a little bit more in depth. Um, I'm not talking about like you. You'll see. You'll see. When we get in like season two and stuff like that. You know, it, it'll make. Or a lot if more I ever sense. actually finish the comics before then, yeah, it, it, it will, will make a lot more sense. I probably will. Uh, okay, so jumping ahead here, uh, Mauler's. I mean, this is just you know, I won't say filler because it's important, but. Uh, the Maulers finish uh, Rudy's clone, or Rex's clone, and they implant his brain into that clone, or the, a copy. Rudy's. Yeah, Rudy's, a copy of that brain into uh, Rex's clone. And uh, essentially, he kills himself. She's like, hey, man, let me out of this pod. This pod is, you know, it's, it's, it's killing me. Uh, you need to live the life that uh, I always wanted to live. You need to go out there and be free for both of us. And he immediately tries to capture the Mauler twins right after that, uh, going back on his deal. Baller. That's it, man. And, uh, you know, what's going through all this stuff is, um, you know, of course Nolan's just losing his mind at this moment. Because he knows he has to, like, he has to talk to Mark. He yeah. has to. And he knows that once he tells them what happened, Everything's gonna change. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot different, man. It's a lot different. You you can see him actually. You know, he's actually researching the speech. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, like, yeah, he's over there practicing it on like Mount Everest up there. Like the first place that him and Mark went to, uh, he's over there practicing it. Just, he's nervous. Yeah, he's nervous, man. You know, he he cares about Mark. Mark's his son. You know, that's that's the you know that's his big focus. That's his really big focus right this time. It's like, man, you know, what's up, with Mark? You know, I got to tell Mark what's going on. I got to have this conversation with him. So he's he's having a rough time, man. He's having a rough time. You know, and the crazy thing for somebody you know who is not human at all, he has a very human moment. It's a very human moment. Uh. To see, but then again, after all this point, the slaughter begins. Uh, Nolan basically, uh, now everybody knows, uh, everybody knows what's going on, everything's been revealed, nothing is being held at all. Nolan, uh, excuse me, Cecil, Debbie, and damn near the world knows that Omni Man killed the Guardians, except for Mark, except and, for Eve. Mark and Eve, and uh, um, they were talking exactly. Omni, uh, excuse me, Omni Man makes his way to go get Mark, and Cecil is like, the only thing we have to do now is stop him from reaching Mark, because we damn near don't stand a chance now. And uh, Mark is basically the only thing that could stop him. Mark is our only chance. And if he convinces Mark to go to his side, or, you know... We're done. Yeah, it's, we're screwed. There's nothing we can do to, like... There's nothing we can do to stop Nolan. And that's really evident, because... He actually... Uh, doesn't he... Cecil, we teleport there for a little bit beforehand and kind of does like a little like talk off to him. and Yeah, uh, so basically what it is is that uh, what happens is uh, the so Cecil throws everything but the kitchen sink at him. Uh, so he drops, <laughs> he uses the orbital satellite to, you know, to hit him with like a freaking ray beam mm-hmm. that does absolutely nothing to him. It reminded yeah. me a lot of like the beam that Superman got hit with in uh, Man of Steel. Yeah. He's when like, he was trying to stop that uh, thing. Yeah. He's like, what, what do you say? Um, he's like, man, this is like a billion dollar, this is a billion dollar thing. It's just a waste of money. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah it was like money. a that was like the most ex- they'll only give out the most expensive nosebleed. Yeah, most expensive <laughs> nosebleed. So that that does absolutely nothing to Nolan. Um, Nolan destroys the satellite, and uh, what it is, he, he he does everything in his power to stall him. So he releases like a um, what happens first? Do, do they send the uh, cyborgs first? Or do they send the giant? No, monsters? cyborgs are later. Cyborgs later. Okay. So no, see, wait, hold on. It's a lot of stuff. So he says, uh, like I said, the uh, the robots that Sinclair made, uh, he says those after him because Cecil gives him. Yeah, Sinclair's it's them job. first because remember he fights the uh, the monster whenever Mark arrives. Yep, and he's like, and they're like, damn, where these robots come from? Like, bro, these are soldiers. That's uh, they get another opportunity in death to serve their country and. They died twice because Nolan Demolished rips them. them in half. Uh, they were created because Cecil saw that they did damage to Mark, and they figured that they could re uh, reverse them. reverse yeah. engineer it and do the same thing with uh, uh, Nolan. Right. So he fights them. Then, as he's going further, he gets attacked by the uh, the what is it like the kraken? Like yeah, monster? like a kaiju or something like that. A kaiju, I think I forget the the proper name for it. But it's, it's remember when he was uh, when uh, what was the episode when he went to Japan that one time? It was the monster that he uh, that he defeated. Yeah, he brought some home like a piece. Yeah, of exactly. Home, like he a tentacle. A piece of home. And uh, they're going uh, they're going to try to carry him, uh, cow, uh, mm-hmm. 
Calimari. Calimari. And Nolan, when Nolan, uh, not excuse me, Nolan, Cecil, what Cecil did was he removed the thing's pain receptor. So it made it even more destructive. And he was actually doing a... And a, wouldn't stop fighting. Yeah, wouldn't stop fighting. And he was doing a good job of actually wearing Nolan down. But Mark... Comes on not knowing what happened. doesn't happens. know what's going on. He's like, I'm going to help my dad. I'm going to help my dad out, you know. Because so my he's, dad's fighting a monster. He fights and kind of gets his dad away from him. And then while... That happens. Uh, Mark gets tangled up and is about like fighting the monster solo, and Nolan's coming after him. And guess who comes back? The, the immortal. immortal. The immortal. The immortal comes back uh, after being a, revived by the Muller twins, cool. because they part of the the deal that they made with um, Robot was they gave they wanted the schematics for this uh, mind controlling device that they can kind of like put around somebody's collar. And they they're over there putting uh, they put the head of Immortal back onto his body, sewed it back on, and then his body automatically like regenerates and then uh, like pops out the little stitches, and then they put the collar around him and then wake him up to try to like control him to do their own bidding. No and he's like, <laughs> and he's like Omniman. Yeah, he's just yelling, he's just yelling his life away. <laughs> he busts through and he leaves. He's, so, he's, uh, he, he did not have a good morning. He goes and attacks Omni-Man, and that was a pretty good fight. Yeah, well, he was doing good for a while until... <laughs> he gets the hand in the chest. Yeah, Omni, you know, just the, the brutality just cranks up to another level again, and it just doesn't stop from there. Um, Omni-Man, you know, puts his hands through him, rips his torso apart, it's just guts everywhere. Uh, it's, that's bad. And, and then, uh, of course, Mark sees it all. Yeah, Mark sees everything, and uh, that's kind of where we kind of go into... Um, where I really come from. Yeah, where I really come from. Uh, the first thing I want to touch on, you know, before we just kind of just get straight to it, um, get straight to it, is uh, that... The guardians of the the guardians of the globe are just there's yeah. nothing they can do against Omni Man. Yep. And Cecil has them kind of on the sidelines. And I'm thinking at this point, if Mark doesn't stop him, you know That's it. It's it's over. If Mark doesn't stop him, it's over. Because there's nothing left this you know, especially if you're dependent on these guys, there's there's nothing left that can actually be done. And Nolan tries to tell Mark like like, bro, you know, this ain't even really your home. You know, this ain't really your home. This isn't anything here for you. You're going to live for a thousand years. Humans only live, what, 77 years at best. Uh, we're a part of the Vistramine Empire, which that was a big reveal. You know, in that one moment, I think they gave us a lot of backstory very quickly. Uh, but, hey, we're a part of the Mind Empire, and their backstory is actually really bloody. What yeah. do you say? They had to kill, like, they... They, they basically killed off the weak. Yeah. Like, the entire planet was in war to grow stronger. And then once they finally got to that point whenever they were, like, all the the best ones, they basically weeded out the weak links and whatnot. Yeah. Once they got to that point, they then realized that they needed to expand. Yeah, and their whole goal was to conquer the known universe. Right, they created the they they created an empire, the Viltrumite uh, Empire, mm -hmm. and then they said that the Viltrumite should be the only empire in the entire galaxy. So that's whenever they created a 
thing to go off and go after different people. Yeah. And you know, Mark doesn't take that well. Mark doesn't take that well at no, all. Of course not. You know, you, you telling me you telling me I have to um you telling me I have to enslave my friends, you telling me I have to kill people. You telling me I have to be a part of this empire that I know absolutely nothing about. Um and <laughs> the probably the most disrespectful moment in this series is when he said, you know, Mark, I love your mama, but she like a pet to me. Yeah, like, like oh my god, Oh, Deb. Oh, Deb. <laughs> oh, Debs. Debs. Get your dog bowl, baby. <laughs> she's like, you're more like a, she's like, she's more like a pet to me. I like, okay, put yourself in Mark's shoes. You love your mama, you love your dad, you know, but your mama is your mama at yeah. the end of the day. And this it, dude says, hey, your mama's like a pet? Bro, that's going to shut you off. That, I mean, hell, that would shut anybody off. It's happened. I've had, not like literal word for word, but like I've had moments where my, my dad kind of would yell at my mom about something. Yeah. And I would kind of have to be like, bro, hey, <laughs> watch your chill. Watch your tone. You know what I mean? Because you're not going to talk to my mama like that. Uh, I think I think a lot of people, especially sons, a lot of people go through that. You know, a lot of people feel that way. A lot of people express that type of anger. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I was like, well, damn, they didn't really know reconciling to this. That was a poor choice of words on Nolan's part. But, okay, now, if you put it, if you go on in Nolan's shoes, though, you can kind of see what he's saying. Yeah, he, you know, he gets it. He's like, yo, I love your mama dearly, but I know she's not going to live forever with me. I'm going to live for, you know. And it, it is in the same kind of mindset of like a pet in a yeah. way. But you don't, you know, do the dirty with your pet. Yeah, you don't. That's not that's not what <laughs> you, you don't, get a pet for. I mean, well, I'm about to say you don't you don't sleep in the same bed with your pet, but some people do. Some people do, do that. Some people, some people do that. Yeah, some but people do that. you don't like I said, you don't you don't you're not supposed to do the dirty yeah, with your pet. You but I mean, yeah. some people do. But do yeah. we're not judging you people. We are literally judging these people. They are they are uh, well they sleep in the same bed. That's okay. That's fine. That's, that's that's a hundred percent cool. Yeah, the but, other stuff um, you need to be thrown in a hole. Get off Tumblr. You need to be thrown in a hole and watch it. Watch it. We like lose like a half of our fan base. <laughs> watch like, all our fan base be furries. <laughs> Look, okay, that's what you're into. Great, but you know, not the furry parts. I'm talking about the actual animals. Uh, if that happens, they need to throw you in a hole and give you one bowl of rice per day. That's one, all you deserve. One bowl of rice. That's all you deserve. Minimum. You lucky. I don't recommend the death penalty. But that's another topic for another time. I'm a pet owner. I get very upset when people talk about my animal. I get very angry. But yeah, he tells it. But you know, he, you know, hell, I wouldn't even call my pet. I wouldn't even talk to my pet the way that about my pet the way Nolan talked about Debbie. Bro, he, he I, disrespected that. Yeah, woman. I, I literally give Max, my dog, more respect than uh. Nolan gave Debbie at least at that one moment, but I think what he was trying to do is oh hold up. By the way, we finally mm. hit one k. No, oh, awesome, good stuff. Plays. Congratulations <laughs> to us. A round of applause. I'd like to thank uh, God, my mama, uh, my discount at my job for uh, buying all the stuff that we need for this product. Um, I want to thank the Colonel with his eleven herbs and spices. Still looking for that twelve. Still for the twelve. I want to thank all the fast food restaurants for participating in the chicken wars. Did you um, ever think we would hit one k? World War, World War Chicken. I want to thank all that for World War Chicken. Uh, there is no winners, only losers. Uh, except for us, we win because we get several different chicken sandwiches to try. 
Churches is number one. We Chick-fil-A is number two. Uh, number three would be Zaxby's. Uh, I haven't had the chicken, but I'm assuming the chicken is going to be better is than what Burger they have. At, yeah, that's Burger King. Yeah. I'm assuming the chicken is going to be better than what they have at uh, Where's KFC. Where's McDonald's at on your list? Uh, McDonald's, I don't eat at McDonald's. That place doesn't exist in uh, my atmosphere or stratosphere. Uh, yes. So uh, now the only thing we need to do is uh, wait for Bojangles to get a premium one. I know they got the chicken biscuit, which got, is delicious. They got, they, got, they, got, they got a club. Which is delicious. But, uh, they got a chicken club. It's probably not what I want. I mean, all it is is literally is like the Cajun filet biscuit, mm-hmm. like the Cajun filet patty on like a bun right. with like lettuce and tomato and All right, so who, who do I think for this one, Kate? So uh, job, no, excuse me, God, mama, job. Chicken sandwiches. Uh, I want to thank Max for uh, barking and whining through our podcast that we had to edit out a lot. I want to thank him for uh, keeping us on our toes. I want to thank uh, the post office for delivering our items uh, on time when we order it. I want to thank uh, who else I want to thank. I want to thank Robert Kirkman for uh, being a hack. And for uh, I say this completely out of love. I say out of love so I can talk about Invincible. Uh, who yeah. else I want to thank? I want to thank you people for actually listening to us a thousand times, uh, which, wow. I should have thanked you guys second, no, third, after my mama and God, or after God and my mama. So thank you guys third. Uh, you guys are more important to me than the current chicken wars that are raging around us. Chickens are dying every day in the heaps and masses. We haven't seen chicken on this level of destruction since the end of the Great Depression. <laughs> The Mad Max of Chicken. The Mad Max of Chicken. The Chicken Wars. <laughs> chicken Wars 2021. Who will live? Who will die? <laughs> oh, my God. Chicken Wars. <laughs> Remember that time that person got shot getting a, uh, what was it, a, uh, a Popeye's chicken sandwich? Yeah. Everybody forgets how insane the Popeye chicken sandwich frenzy was when that, it happened. That was uh, almost as bad as the uh, the... The uh, was it the muscle on uh the Szechuan sauce thing that went on? No, it was worse than Szechuan sauce. Nobody died over Szechuan. Who says that over that sauce that they had from Rick and Morty? Well, it was like actually like um Mulan sauce. It came was, out from Mulan. That was it. That was a spark that ignited the chicken wars. Well, what made it bad was the fact that they could have like they could have redone the Sessawan sauce and actually made like a lot of money because of the live action Mulan coming out at the same time. Right. All right. So we got off reels. Thank you for the 1K. That that, that Uh, shows how unprofessional we are because we should have like checked that before we recorded it. Everybody likes likes the chicken wars, man. Everybody likes my commentary on chicken wars. Okay. No, I ain't talking about your commentary on chicken wars. I'm talking about the fact that like it's in the middle of the, it's like way past the episode middle. It's like, like almost the ending of what we're doing, we're talking about, and we actually mentioned that it's we like, hit it. It's like a Chick Fil A, Zaxby's, or the uh, or the United States in Great Britain, in Japan, and uh, Japan is like a Kentucky Fried Chicken, and uh, Germany is like the Chicken. You know, they're the Axis. The Chicken. <laughs> The chicane. All right. So back to uh, also appreciate the one one K. Uh, I'm assuming you guys listen to us for our, our 
ridiculousness, which was uh, that for like five minutes. If you don't, then <laughs> why are you listening to us? Which was, which was literally that for five minutes. Uh, if you're not listening to us because of that, what are you listening for? I hope I hope it's because we give insightful comments on TV shows and stuff like that. And how we just can never figure out what kind of podcast we want uh, to be. Who cares at this point? It's just two guys just talking about stuff. Actually, that's probably what's going to happen to the podcast. It's just two guys talking about two stuff. Two guys just talking about stuff. And we just, you know, give reviews sometimes. Occasionally. Give reviews. Uh, so, okay, so all the BS aside, all the chicken wars, uh, now that the chickle... Ch- the <laughs> now that there's a, a ceasefire in the chicken wars. Uh, <laughs> the chicken on the wall. <laughs> a stay of arms. You were, so of you arms were the chosen one. You weren't supposed to go into the fryer. <laughs> <laughs> you did this. You put I me, hate you. You did this. You put me on a brioche bun. <laughs> you did this to me. You, you put pickles and special sauces on me. <laughs> All right. You enough. gave me ranch sauce. You gave me ranch. <laughs> it's enough. All right. So okay, what are we talking about? We talked about uh, the pet stuff. We talked about pets. So no one was very disrespectful. That set marks off. That set mark. Off. If Mark was like thinking on his feet, he should have said, "But you don't sleep with your dog." <laughs> now the crazy, the crazy thing is, man, is nobody knows Nolan or Omni Man like Mark knows Nolan or Omni Man, and he had to know there was no way that he could beat this man. And Nolan proceeds to just curve stomp him, bro. That's just this is just a top five ass whooping, man. This is this is like number one in the show. Yeah, this is just this is just a top of all time. This is just a top five ass whooping. This is just he he pretty much said, "Boy, I'm your daddy, and I'm gonna beat you <laughs> like I'm your daddy." And he beat the he beat the shit out of him. There's you know, like, no other way for me to really. The only thing that, that would have made this even better would have been if he literally took a a belt off. <laughs> literally took a belt, and you know the crazy part, the part that gets me was that. Nolan tries to tell Mark, like he tries to tell Mark, these these people, these humans are insignificant. Their lifespan is is nothing. Ours is almost infinite. He was like, "Yo, we actually, we actually are as we get older, the aging process slows down." And to show him how frail humans are, Nolan proceeds to kill everything. Ooh, bro. He kills everything, everybody. We, we we had this playing in the background, and I was watching it, and like I was like paying attention to the the, the subway part, mm-hmm. and I I, was, I started noticing. I saw all the kids on the subway, and I was like, "Oh wow!" I mean, okay, that's a lot of kids that died. There's okay, so there's a point where uh, Cecil sends fighter jets to uh, to, to kind of help, and Nolan. You know, the Mark Hayes one of them. He's like, man. He's like, oh man, I thought I was going in there. And, you know, he just Nolan crushes the dude's head. Nolan crushes the dude's head. Nolan rips people apart. You know, there's a you know going back to the subway scene. Nolan throws Mark into the subway, and he basically said, yo, I'm gonna kill these people with you. Holds him up in front of the train. The train runs into him, and as people's bodies are. Literally ripping apart and falling off of Mark, like people's body parts. Like imagine how traumatizing like that is. Like your dad is using your body as a weapon to kill people. Like, like just think about that. Your dad is using your body as a weapon to kill 
you know, and like like you said, women, children, it don't matter. There's so many people on that train, bro. You 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 can't know. You know, you have to assume there's all mixes. You have to assume there's all mixes of ages. And he kills all these people, and he just wrecks Chicago. Mark's still trying to fight. Mark's still trying to do his he thing. Trying. He's trying all. He's he's doing everything that he, he possibly can. But Nolan is just too much for him, man. He's just absolutely too much. I felt bad. I felt bad watching that. I felt bad. Like I didn't get any enjoyment out of watching um out of watching these scenes at all. Not not the one time lost of life. Uh not what Mark was forced to see. You know, but he got a real harsh lesson, man. He got a real harsh lesson that he, yeah. he just ain't strong enough. You know, you're not strong enough to protect this because Nolan is one Viltramite. He's not even the strongest Viltramite. And look what he did to you. Look what he did to the planet. Look what he did to everybody. You know, in the comic books, man, you know, there's a whole race of these guys. Now, there ain't a lot. You know, you'll probably see that in season two. There ain't a lot of Viltramites. But look what what look at what one Viltramite can do. So it was it was a wake up call, man. It was a, it's a wake up call, and the only reason why Nolan, you know, Nolan's trying to appeal to Mark, like, bro, just just change, man. Come to my side, you my son. I love you and I care about you. You know, I, I really want you. To, I don't want to do this to you, but Nolan throws him back to Mount Everest, beats the shit out of him again, and one of the 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 second most disrespectful scene was that Nolan said, hey. What's another seventeen years? I'll just have another kid. Oh yeah, like, like man, he, he like he he created a wound and he's putting salt in the wound. Yeah, he's like, bro, I'll just make another kid, bro. And he just he just keeps wantonly beating Mark, you know. And then there's the meme. He's like, thank Mark, thank. Yeah, the meme. <laughs> yeah, the, it's meme. the meme. You know, he's like, thank Mark, and uh, you know the how. How you can tell this ass whooping was just terrible was that Mark's chin was split open. Yes. His chin, Mark's chin was split open after taking this hellacious ass whooping. He looked dead. It was bad, man. It was bad. It was it was it was it was it was so shocking to me. It was it was so shocking to see this. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about the Red Wedding from Game of Thrones, about how bad that was. Now, this ain't as bad as the Red Wedding, because in the Red Wedding, they actually, uh, you know, they, they stab a pregnant lady uh, in her stomach multiple times. Uh, so, Red Wedding, uh, if you ever watch it, Red Wedding, uh, Game of Thrones, I forget I forget actually what season it was, that what season that was, but it was, it was it's pretty, it's pretty disgusting. Uh, disgusting to watch, and this was disgusting to watch as well, man. It was disgusting to watch and only kill all these people. It was disgusting to watch uh, what he did to Mark, uh, how he, how he talked about everyone. But the only thing that saved Mark, the only thing that saved Mark, was that Nolan bust his friggin' front teeth out, and that reminded Nolan when Mark was a kid. Oh yeah, that okay. That, that makes sense. No, that explains that. This is the only reason. There's the only reason why Nolan stopped. He beat Mark's ass so bad that he busted out his front teeth. And Nolan remembers the time when Mark was a little kid when he's playing baseball. He's like, "Hey, Dad, I won. Hey, Dad, I did it." It's just that one connection. That one brief moment saved Mark's life. 
nuts stuff. But, you know, there's a lot of repercussions that happen from that. Uh, one thing is, uh, like I said, we established that Nolan is a Viltrumite. We established that Nolan was sent to Earth by the Viltrumite Empire to actually weaken Earth. So he's a soldier in a wartime effort. Nolan abandons his, abandons his post when he leaves Earth. It's basically, the Viltrumites are kind of like Saiyans. They are literally, they are just, they are Saiyans. You know, that's the, the closest thing, you know, if you ever want to think about what Nolan is or how he acts, he's just a... Dirty old Saiyan. He's just, he, I don't know, he's, he's just a... He's a middle-aged Vegeta. Mm, yeah. He's a middle-aged Vegeta. It's a lot of stuff there. He's a Vegeta that never met Bulma. Yeah. There's a a lot of correlations that can be made. You know, a lot of people look at it and they want to compare them to uh, Kryptonians. But if you look at it, there's more of a comparison that can be made to Saiyans than Kryptonians. Uh, Warrior-like race, conquering the planets, uh... You know, so there there are some there are a lot of similarities there, uh, especially how they treat the kids. Uh, oh y'all, <laughs> especially if if what uh, happened here is yeah, like any kind of uh, indication of it. Um, yeah, because uh, Mark is basically like what how Vegeta treated Trunks. Yeah, a little a little worse actually. Up until yeah no yeah definitely a lot worse. Yeah. Um, now. He did become Vegeta. Did become a lot better. Yes, yeah, in Super, he's a better dad in Super. This is it's weird because like watching um, when we go back to like we were talking about Super earlier, uh, how they how much uh, they they destroyed Goku and everything. The fact that Vegeta's like character development is so good, but the counterbalance of Goku's being so trash, like yeah, they they basically terrible. reverted Goku. Yeah, it's pretty terrible, man. Like, they didn't have to go that bad. They didn't have to mess my boy up like that. Now, uh, as we approach, uh, like I said, we 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 reached the crescendo. We reached the 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 highest point that we can get. Uh, it was done right. It was done great. Uh, and it was so shocking to me, even though I found it disgusting. Because I, I think I've said a, a, a thousand times, I, I don't like uh, wonton dismemberments or guts just everywhere. And that's exactly what I got. So it was shocking. It had me hooked. Uh, watching straight through some other small things. I won't say small things. Uh, Cecil, Cecil recruits Mark, and Mark now officially works for Cecil. Uh, and Alan the Alien makes his return. Old Seth Rogen. Yeah, Alan the Alien makes his return. And he comes back, he said, hey, I just want to let you know there's a Mr. on your planet. He's like, yeah, bruh. Well, he's my dad. I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, you know, and there's one moment, if you guys ever get a chance to read the comic book, um, him and Alan talk for a while, and they kind of have a heart-to-heart. And March, uh, you know, they're sitting on the moon, of course. Uh, it's like Mar- a, little, a little hangout place. Yeah, a little hangout place. place uh, March sitting on the moon, he's sitting on the moon with Alan, and Alan's like, so what are you going to do next? He's like, I guess I'll finish high school. <laughs> Yes, I'll finish high school, man. So uh, all this stuff, everything that happens, uh, everything that he went through, everything that he did. He still got to graduate. We forget that he's just an 18-year-old kid. Or 17-year-old kid, excuse me. We yeah. forget he's 17 years old. And so that was a nice, you know, I call, I call Robert Kirkman a, a hack. You know, I say it out of love. Yeah, I mean, but, like, you don't literally mean it. You just mean, like, the fact that he... I hate some of the stuff he does. He kind of has hat quality. Yeah, I hate some of the stuff that he does. And for him to round it back that way, 
it is just, you know, and I've said this before too, the, the slice of life stuff, the quiet moments, they're done the best. Yeah. The action's good. Yeah, all that stuff's good. But those, those quiet the, moments. When you come into it like that with the anime, like if you look at the anime perspective, like you got to have those moments. Yeah. Because if you have it just straight up like action 24-7, it just don't work. Right. Like uh, it's just, you got to have a moment where it kind of breaks down and breathes a little. Got to have a little bit of peacefulness, man. Like there's some animes where the slice of life is better than the action. Yep, you do get a lot of that, man. Except for Barto, you know. Nobody cares about Barto. That's another story for another. Nobody cares about afternoon. Nobody cares about Barto. Another afternoon. Well, Barto's trash. So that's pretty much a that's pretty much a wrap for Invincible. Uh, I will say, it, you know, I told I told a friend about this because I, I finished I finished like I say I finished the comic book years ago uh, whenever it finished, and he asked me what I thought about it when it was coming out, and I said. You're you're absolutely going to love it for the first three seasons. You're absolutely going to love it because I I, I actually love the Gumboots, books, man. It was just, uh besides uh besides Cal Runner's Green Lantern, this is one of the few that I've stuck with for like a really long time. Uh, it's one of the few that I like really enjoyed, and one of the few that I really got into when it first dropped. I mean, when I say got into, I really got into it. The crazy thing is I had the first uh, three volumes, not first three volumes, the first three books, uh, comic books, and I should have kept them because I probably could have sold them uh, for a good amount of money. Hindsight. Yeah, hindsight. But, you know, you don't you don't think about investing when you're freaking, you know, in your what, Honestly, teenager, you early 20s, whenever I got into it. Well, you got to look at the fact, too, that, you know, the comic book boom just kind of, like, ruined that for a lot of people. Yeah. So that mindset of uh, having, you know, what Amber just don't even. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, the the fact that like uh, the comic book boom just kind of like ruined that for people collecting comics in general. It it went from collecting comics because of their rarity of like the original printings of Superman and Batman. Like those comics go for so much because there was a limited amount, and what a limited amount they had got. What got printed at the time was either one not kept up or thrown away, or two during the wars they would actually recycle that paper for like production, and that's why they're so rare and so valuable now. People thinking comics were going to be a necessity of that, but reprints are just do 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 constantly. Now out, man. the way things work, if you're going to try to like buy a collectible item to resell it. Is you kind of have to gamble with it because you got to get this item, and honestly, the only time that you're probably going to ever actually do a resale on it is uh, how hype the series is or whatever it is that you're collecting. So, like for instance, your Invincible comics—if you had the original printings of them—you could probably sell them pretty high right now because the show's being so popular on Amazon Prime. Walking Dead, when it was big, you could sell like the pop vinyls whenever the show was in its heyday, but. Now that it's over with, you probably won't get too much for it. Yeah. Uh, same Game of Thrones. Once Game of Thrones Season 8 came out, all anything you collected for Game of Thrones lost its value. Crazy thing is, is that, um, you know, all this stuff I had, all, all this stuff I had, I don't have it anymore. Well, I don't know. I, I had some pretty expensive pops for some of this stuff, so I made money off of that. Yeah. I made some money off of a lot of pops. I had oh, yeah. a, we sell pops, so, you know, 
I don't know if we'll ever have like a pop page or whatever for you to look at. But I got some pretty rare vaulted stuff. So if you got three hundred bucks you want to spend, you know where to find me. Yeah, like I. You want some Attack on Titan stuff and you got some money. You might want to see if you, if you actually want to get rid of them Attack on the Titans. You mm. might want to try it before the last season. Drops. I got an Aaron Yeager. I got a Colossal Titan. I got a Mikasa Ackerman. Uh, I have an Attack Titan, Aaron Yeager, uh, Funko Pop. And if you guys are in the business of collecting Funko Pops, you know how much that stuff costs. I got them. You got money? I got you. Little plug there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, go back to go back to the series, like you said. Uh, you know, I, I could have made some money off those prints, but Inv- Invincible, Invincible is is solid. Invincible is solid. It does a lot of things right. Uh, and at the time, or even right now, even right now, it did a lot of things in an original way. You know, we, I don't think, I don't think I've ever experienced a story like Invincible. I don't think you'll ever find like second one or two of these. Uh, it's, it's, it's that good. Uh, I enjoyed it that much. And like I say, if, if this thing runs for five seasons, you'll like the first three. Yeah, so you we, actually, we don't know how long Amazon Prime does seasons mm-hmm. yet. You know, if they do five seasons, I think you'll like the last two. You're going to you're gonna not like some of the stuff that they do in there. But it's still enjoyable. Even even with how I feel about the ending. Even how I feel about some of the, um, some of the built-in rep. Yeah, so I say good series. Uh, we haven't done it in a long time, so I'm just gonna give it a review score. I'm gonna give it a 9.5 out of 10. Eight, you, know? you want to give eight? Okay, very fair. Very the only fair. reason, I, and I'll give you the reasoning for why I'm giving it an eight instead of like a 10 or a nine is because the animation at times is a little it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not strong, it's not strong throughout. It's strong when it needs to be strong, but it's yeah. not strong throughout. There's like a, there's actually a Japanese term for like, um, there's a certain word that, that you use for um, animation when it's like top tier, and it's when moments count, like uh, the transformation scenes in like Sailor Moon or Roaring Warriors. How like those, the animation for those were like you know top tier stuff, mm. and they re- they obviously they would reuse them over and over again. And so they would have to like make sure they looked over this. So there's moments like that in this series, but there's a lot of times where uh, they they were working on a shoestring budget and they were like, uh, no. <laughs> so I'm kind of interested to see if uh, season two is actually going to have some high quality animation. Probably will, man. I feel like at least this season had like some numbers. Like, bro, I think. I've never seen such a positive turnout for animated, like, superhero series. I think this might be the first one, actually, is, like, so successful. Besides, like, you know, you know, present day-wise. Mm-hmm. For the mass audience. Like, yeah, this it did is, great, man. It did great. You know, normally, you know, normally, well, we wouldn't even talk about it because it, um, because how, just how late we talked about it, you know what I mean? Because we yeah. just have other stuff doing. But we liked it so much, we didn't care. Yeah, yeah man, like so much. We didn't care, man. We didn't care. Amazon, uh, this is something that's got me making sure I keep paying mm-hmm. the Amazon yeah. <laughs> Prime subscription. Like I say, because normally, because we we try to stay current as possible. This this ain't current, man. This this ended like a month ago. But we try, man. You know, we don't try. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but like I said, we liked it. We liked it so we, much. We, said, yeah. we, we stayed current when we had uh, when we had all the movies dropping for HBO Max, but that's gonna change. Man. We just kind of do. We do what we want to do. Yeah. At this point, man, like yeah. it's it's geek related. It's something with gaming. Something with comic books. Something with movies that you probably never heard of yes. that I might be doing about something. Somebody has a chronicle of the chicken wars. Uh, the actual chicken wars that might actually happen. <laughs> um, I might. <laughs> the actual chicken wars <laughs> might actually happen. I mean, like, um, hey guys, you know, all jokes aside, <laughs> samurai movies that you buy at Walmart that you probably shouldn't buy at Walmart might be getting reviewed one day. Don't buy four hundred versus one the maniac samurai movie. That not one great. was trash. Not, not uh, great I thought I got I got fooled by the background when they said, uh, "Oh, the world's first seventy minute one take action scene." I was like, "Oh, that sounds great. I bet that's really cool." No, it's not. Not cool at all. <laughs> um, actually. when they say one take, they meant it, and um, it's bad. Furthest furthest thing from cool, one might say. When you watch a samurai movie in Japan. You're watching it for the crazy, like, quick cuts and, like, special, like, choreography and all that. You're not watching it for, like, a one-cut action scene and stuff like that. All right, I mean, I bet you are, though. Um, well, I, past me whenever I was watching it, it was. If anybody wants to buy it, though, I'm willing to sell it. Man, we gotta stop selling stuff, man. We need to. I'll be selling pops and all that stuff, too. So, we gotta cut that out. <laughs> Unless you people have money, we like money. We'll even sign it. I'll give you this. You'll give me cash. I don't know. Isn't that like a TikTok thing? Well, yeah, that's a TikTok thing. TikTok thing. Okay. All right, we're done. Uh, okay. That's it. Okay. Long yeah. story short, we liked Invincible. We I'm did. pretty sure that you will like Invincible as uh, well. If, if you, you like the stuff it. that we like, and you like how cynical that we've been here lately. We've not been cynical. Uh, just about everything we've reviewed so far has been bad. <laughs> no, this, this hasn't been bad, though. This was great. Yeah, this, this was great. great. Um, yeah. This is actually a good thing. We needed this. A change of pace. Um, but HBO Max lets down. <laughs> All right. Well, they promised us with great things, and the only thing they delivered on was uh, Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League and Batman Beyond. And yeah, the fact that we can actually watch DC animated stuff. Yeah, now. that's um, great. Raised by Wolves is great, which we need yeah. to finish reviewing, actually, before they drop season two, which they are making. Let's just do a whole ep- like a. Let's co- we'll cover that, but we won't go beat by beat. We'll talk about it. Who knows? I mean, who knows at this point? All right, guys. We don't know what we're doing anymore. Uh, so that's it for this one. We might uh, even talk about that Harry Potter movie where he gets on drugs and tries to kill people with guns. Pretty stupid movie. I won't even dignify. I won't even. I won't even. You know, blemish this podcast by talking about that. <laughs> what was the movie? Guns Akimbo. That's right. Yeah, yeah it's Guns Akimbo. It's a trash movie. That's the only reason why I said it, because it's right there in my viewpoint. <laughs> All right, guys. That's it. My dog's howling. So. He's trying to get in. He's going to attack me with my sunburn. You sunburn. Okay. <sighs> I'm a geek that likes to go golf. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Subscribe and follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many other major platforms. And be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Geek Syndrome. 
And be sure to tell your friends and family about us and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Links for that will be in the description. This is Matt. This is Ed. Until we see you again.